We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everyone, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Scott Corelli with, uh, from Dueling Genre Productions with us once more. Thank you for coming back, Scott. Thank you for having me. It's been, uh, it's been a fun week so far. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk the next couple minutes with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are talking about minute number 44 today. Minute 44 starts with McGonagall lifting the sorting hat off of the stool and ends with Snape looking eerily at Harry. Um, eerily. Eerily. Oh, so, um, before, uh, I mentioned last, a couple minutes ago, that I did not remember to write down the name of the costume designer who was credited with creating the sorting hat, mm-hmm. but that's not true. I just had it written for the wrong minute. Uh, <laughs> she, her name is Judiana Makovsky. And, uh, that is film- a, that is an awesome name. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Judiana Makovsky. And, uh, in the film wizardry book that I own, she talks about how Chris approached her and was like, Hey, could you, could you make us a sorting hat? Um, this model, this like puppet that we're trying to do isn't working out. And she was like, yeah, of course, like, yes, let me make the sorting hat. I would love to be responsible for doing this. Um, I, I really, really like the design of the hat. Oh, I know the hat's great. Yeah. I, I like the kind of weathered look, but I also like all the different folds and creases. Like it's been uh, placed on students' heads for centuries. I was very tempted. Uh, I was at Barnes and Noble. And they have tons and tons of Harry Potter stuff at Barnes and Noble. Whole couple tables full, including a a lot of replica items from that Noble collection I was telling you about. Uh, Very tempted on buying a sorting hat. They had a full size size sorting hat sitting there. How much did that run? Oh my goodness. It was probably around 50 bucks or so. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because I know the wands were like thirty, the replica wands. Yeah. So and the in the wizarding chest was about eighty. I uh, I had a wizard chest set when I was a kid. Ooh, we can talk about wizard chests later. I w- I was tempted to get a sorting hat. Yeah, or you would have gotten a sorting hat. Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah, I really like the sorting hat a lot. I'm um, I understand why. It's not in the movie, but I love the Sorting Hat songs. I love the Sorting Hat songs, yes. Um, They're very funny. Maybe we'll talk about that on the weekend edition. We'll talk about the songs that he sings. But uh, I I love, he, he sings about each of the houses and kind of what, what they stand for and uh, all of that for the students, kind of introducing Harry at least a little bit into the founding fathers of Hogwarts and like mm-hmm. what what it means to be sorted into whatever house you're going to get. 
It definitely would have brought the movie to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's a little too late to do the, like, uh, the Hobbit, like, dwarves singing and clinking yeah. things around. Like, I think it's Right, right. Well, they didn't it, do it, the it, school song either. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't need them to say Hoggy Warty Hogwarts. You, you know what? Hoggy Warty Hogwarts? Why not? <laughs> You know what? For the, for the, you know, for the crap I give Chris Columbus for, you know, not cutting anything out of the book, I'm glad that he showed some restraint when it came to the <laughs> some songs. Some restraint. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we don't need those. I think that might be the only thing he cut out of this book, but. Yeah, I, I, I think you might be right about that. I don't feel like there are any, like, cut. Uh, some of the tasks in, the end when they're getting to the mirror are cut, right. but only like a couple of them. Yeah. Didn't you say? Didn't you say that you wanted me to talk about that uh, at some point? Because I I talked about how J.K. Rowling like basically ripped off Last Crusade for. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I think we did talk. Yes, I think we did talk about that because there's the there's the scene in the book with um all the different. Uh, the glasses, the sort of like logic test that that Hermione mm-hmm. solves, that's yeah, set up yeah. by McGonagall or by no by Snape, by Snape, mm-hmm. right? But the different potions that do different mm-hmm. things, and you have to take the right one to go through the fire. But if you take the wrong one, you can only go back and right. Yeah. It's uh, it's all constructed very much like Last Crusade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But oh, so so uh, okay, I. The thing you have to understand about me is that I am a very organized person. Okay. Uh, I have, I have two minute podcasts on the way that I haven't announced yet, uh, publicly. Um, but I have already broken down each movie into a schedule, like with a grid, with each minute, with like spots for guests. And I, I'm a very organized person. Mm-hmm. Um, you should see all of the charts and graphs I have that are involved with Geek by Night. It's absurd. So when we do the sorting and the first person that she names is Hermione and then later we get Susan Bones, I, I'm crawling out of my skin because I have no idea what order these children are being called no, in. No, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's like, driving me. It is driving me crazy. Oh, oh God. It goes, yeah. Granger, Malfoy, Granger, Malfoy, Bones. It's like, what? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. No. Right? Why, how is your list composed? I don't know. How is that? Granger, Granger, Malfoy, Bones, Weasley, Potter. Yeah, and I think they only showed Susan Bones getting sorted because it's because it Eleanor Crystal, Columbus. Because yeah, it's his daughter. Well, well, no, and, and they needed the space to have that moment with Snape. True. The, the Snape stare down. <laughs> the Snape stare down. Yeah. You're drilling daggers over there. So they needed to, they needed to focus on someone else. So they're like, let's throw somebody up who we don't care about. <laughs> who we'll probably never see again. Yeah. Chris, you have a kid, right? <laughs> just throw her in there. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think Susan Bones, I think is the third 
Columbus child we see in this movie. Mm. Because his son is outside the 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 broom shop. The broom shop. And, and there's one the one of his daughter yeah, in the train station at platform nine and three quarters. And then now. Um, his his younger daughter is uh being held as is one of the women that's talking to the guy that's like Yes, you're his right, driver you're right. yeah. is like in the trolley, the nine and three quarters guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Platform nine and three quarters. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And then the you being funny, oldest you? daughter here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I have no idea what order this list is in, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't I have any either. guesses either. Mm-mm. Maybe, maybe it's no, because Harry's not like dead last. I was gonna say maybe it's the order of like the replies that they got from like student letters. Hermione got yeah, her letter Hermione like, that last. day. She was like, "We have to, yes, I have to like let me do this." <laughs> I t- no, but then Harry would be last. You're right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I kind of wish Harry was last because it would have been kind of like interesting because it would have. I think it would have built up the tension to his moment of being sorted because if every other kid gets sorted. And then he's the only kid standing alone in front of this entire room full of kids who are all yeah. in their houses. And then finally she was like, Harry Potter. And he like, it's like, uh, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's looking at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I everyone almost, else is like, ooh, who house is Harry Potter going to be yeah. in? Yeah. I almost feel like that would have been a better way to do this. But again, Chris Columbus directed this, so. <laughs> We get the least cinematic way of doing it. We do. Um, okay, so I have a theory as to why Hermione's so nervous. Okay. So Hermione is really nervous when she gets called and she's like talking to herself and you have that moment where Ron is like straight up mental, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Ron says as if he's never talking talk to himself. Whatever. Um, <laughs> right? Like, come on. Yeah. So – she goes up there and she's really nervous. And I'm like, why is she so nervous? Because like we understand why Harry's nervous because this is all new for him. And the last thing he wants is to be sorted into Slytherin. So that makes sense. Um Ron is just – seems vaguely weirded out by the whole thing. But <laughs> – but um and Draco isn't nervous at all. He's like really confident uh, as he should be. So like why is Hermione so nervous? And I think – it's because she wants to be Gryffindor, but thinks that she's going to be sorted into Ravenclaw. Oh, it made perfect sense for her to be in Ravenclaw. Right. Why do you think Why she, would she want wants Gryffindor? to? Yeah. So is she also negotiating with the hat? Is, is it like for – we hear the sorting hat like whispering to Harry in a later – we'll get to that next week. Yeah. But uh, does that go on for everybody? Is it always kind of this negotiation of like – Well, I read – as I as I've I have such a lot of Sorting Hat information. Okay. Uh, the Sorting Hat actually uses a level of legitimacy. Oh. So while well, he's on the head, not only is he talking to you, but he's also like kind of reading you mm-hmm. as well. Okay. So. So to I would a certain that he extent, he takes all of yeah. that into into accordance into well, it's decision. a similar sort of thing like when the wand chooses the wizard we talked a couple weeks right. ago about how mm-hmm. even like the wand materials seem to have enough of a sentience that like it, it has loyalty for the person that wields it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. chooses the wizard i think when you look at history the history of the wizarding world as hermione would have done 
since learning, since getting her Hogwarts letter like a month ago. Um, yeah. Oh, she's done so much research. Which, which I just, I, I find, I just, I love Hermione so much because I love that she acts like she belongs in this world because she's done all of this research. And, yeah. And she literally didn't know about the existence of wizards a month ago. <laughs> right. And I just, I find that so charming about Hermione's character. But, but yeah, I, I think that when she did all this reading, I think that she learned that most of the famous wizards, the wizards that put their mark on the world, were all Gryffindor. Mm. And so and I she think thinks, she, yeah. yeah, I think she wants to be Gryffindor because she wants to put her mark on the, on the wizarding world. But I also think she deep down believes that she belongs in Ravenclaw. Because yeah. of, like, who she is as a person. I agree with that. I think the most, like, she definitely has, I think the desire to prove herself, like, that, that mm-hmm. sort of ambition is probably the, the, the biggest drive for, like, her Gryffindorness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's not just book smarts. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's more fire behind all yeah, that. Yeah, there's, like, exactly. There's an ambition. There's there. a fierceness in her. Yeah. That we're not gonna see yet. Mm-hmm. That comes out within the course of the movies. Have we ever Absolutely. seen anyone like totally Gryffindor? Have we ever seen anyone be sorted into Ravenclaw? Is there a mm. famous Ravenclaw person in the Wizarding World? A famous Ravenclaw person in the Wizarding yeah, World? Yeah, you know how like Nude is a famous Hufflepuff and Um I'm sure there is um uh, at least one. I know I I would have to I would have to look. I don't want to look it up, but I, f- I, f- I can't. None are springing to mind other than like not famous, but Luna's a Ravenclaw. Right. Right. Cho Chang is a Ravenclaw also, right? Yes. Yeah. I think she is too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of any like adult. Like ones that are already, uh. Um... Yeah, other Flitwick's a Ravenclaw, right? Is he, is he the head of Ravenclaw house? I, I think so. Yeah, that, yeah, he's I the think, head. I think the head, he is the headmaster of the. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can't think called? of anyone on like a higher. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's I, obviously uh, famous Slytherins. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's interesting that uh, Ravenclaw. It's sort of like the hipster house because Ollivander's that- a Ravenclaw. Oh. I don't know. The original hipster. OG hipster. <laughs> and so um, is uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, yeah, that's true. Gilderoy Lockhart's a Ravenclaw? How did that happen? He should be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> he should he be really a Hufflepuff. Should. He should. I think oh, he bribed he really his way should. into Ravenclaw. Um, <laughs> is Yeah, but I, I think Ravenclaw is sort of like the hipster house because for a long time that was the house that anyone who was like remotely like kind of like artsy or geeky like they were like oh yeah i'm a ravenclaw yeah exactly <laughs> um and, and i just i think that's i think it's interesting because i think it's only because it's the house we know the least about mm. i would argue that we know equally little about hufflepuff i think other than gryffindor and slytherin like we don't really no i don't think that's true because cedric was a hufflepuff and I I feel like there's I feel like there was a lot more Hufflepuff characters in the Harry Potter books than there were Ravenclaw characters. 
Luna's the only one. Because, like, Cho Chen is a Ravenclaw, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, Cho she's Chen, just, like, but... a minor love interest. Like, we yeah. don't get a Cho Chen. Yeah. yeah. Womp womp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like Ravenclaw is the most mysterious. Because uh, sure. I feel like everyone knows... Even if we don't know many Hufflepuffs, we kind of know, like, oh, Hufflepuff is like, everybody loves anim, they love animals and they're socially awkward and they're, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't, the, the other, the descriptors for Ravenclaw are way more broad than I think they should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Except, but. except for a weird JK Rowling in a tweet was, uh, admitted that Hufflepuff are very, uh, sexually deviant oh what that, puffs like yes the drama there kids. was like some there was uh, there's a, a, whole, a really funny list of jk rowling ruining things of tweeting out things that people didn't really want to know like you ruined this image of 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 whatever we had in our heads of something and one of the things was what what do they do in the hufflepuff common room oh no and it's like well oh no i don't even want to hear you don't want to know <laughs> Oh, it's like, oh well, they're just more um, sexually open, okay, than the other houses. Because <laughs> someone pointed out that there's no sex ed at Hogwarts. No, I don't think so. How are they learning anything, Madame Pomfrey? Mm. <laughs> there, there's some kind of mandatory, uh, yeah, like a health ed class. What, what year <laughs> would that be? That's got to be like a uh, year five. Probably, that, yeah, it's year, like it's year five. five, and that's why that's why it didn't get taught. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh it didn't get gosh. taught that year because of um, Umbridge. It's like what sex ed? Yeah, we don't need that. No, like no, exactly, not at all. Yeah. Uh, not unless it's abstinence. No, there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. <laughs> that, that thought is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Nope. Sorry. I also so, I find I find Slytherin interesting because Dumbledore's there's, clap. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore's clap is magnificent. Um, <laughs> I don't I I I've, I've never seen a clap that regal before. No, <laughs> can't say that I have. That's, is it, that's better than a golf sound? clap. Uh-huh. It doesn't even make a sound. It's just very soft taps. Yeah, yeah. it's not even a golf clap. <laughs> no. Can't even be bothered to turn one of his hands around. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. nope just, just the tops of your fingers. Um, Slytherin. I don't. Have you have you guys met many people who have gotten sorted into Slytherin? I I know I, one. Yeah, I know a couple. Yeah. yeah. Is it isn't it is it just me or are people who are sorted into Slytherin really proud and defensive? Yes. Yes. I, yes. Slytherins are definitely like very. I know a lot of people that say that they're Slytherins that I don't think actually are Slytherins. They just like saying it. Well, yeah, no, and then because I, I don't care what J.K. Rowling says. All of the evidence in her books say that Slytherins are all universally evil. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they literally during the Battle of Hogwarts they lock them in a dungeon because they can't be trusted. <laughs> Like, they're all evil. Like, I don't, like, there are no good Slytherins. They're all monsters. Teaching these children. Snape is a good Slytherin. Darn it. Oh. Oh. He's the only one. But Um, he's only, but he's even, even by his, his own admission, he's only not evil because of Lily. Right, yeah. If it wasn't for Lily, he would just be full bore 
you know, mud blood hating racist. Yep, just the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, we don't get really good, we don't get any good Slytherin representation. I think, I think we need a movie where Slytherin is the lead and they're like a good person and hated by all the other Slytherins and not trusted by anyone else. I liked, did you read the Cursed Child play, Scott? I did. Uh, I, I at least liked that we had a couple of Slytherins in Cursed Child, even though it wasn't my favorite of Harry Potter canon. I, I really liked that book. I, it was uh, a lot of fun to read. I definitely enjoyed it, but like. I, I understand like people's complaints, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like characters, when you, when you get old, you're not the same person yeah, as you were when you're 18 I, and. It doesn't, it didn't bother me at all. And I really liked the whole Back to the Future part two of it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That I, is the exact thought I had. When I, I, was I literally it. just finished the book last night. Yeah. Mm. And I enjoyed it. And I feel like I, I get this every once in a while whenever I know I have an unpopular opinion. Mm. I get, I get afraid of wanting to say my opinion because I feel okay. like everyone's going to be like, oh, then you must be stupid because yeah. no one likes that or no one dislikes that. And I'm just like, oh, sorry. So I'm like, <laughs> I want to admit that like I did like the oh, I definitely, child, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. But I just feel like play. everyone's just going to be like, oh, yeah. it's over glorified fan fiction. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. I kind of get that vibe from it, but. There's nothing wrong with fan fiction. No. Like, some fan fiction can be really good. I, I, I enjoyed it when I read it. Um, we'll talk at length about it on, really like, a weekend to. edition. <laughs> I really want to. Yeah. So bad. You have no yeah. idea. I, I think the only problem with the play is that the dialogue isn't the best. Isn't the best. Yeah. And, but, but it's just, it, that's how plays are written. Plays are written with, like, kind of like, not great dialogue of not all playwrights, obviously, but cause some playwrights like that's their jam. But for many plays, you write a play and the dialogue is just sort of placement dialogue. And then you work with the actors to come up with the final dialogue. That's why yeah. this is a rehearsal script and not the final script. Exactly. I would love to see the to go actually yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Cause I think, I think it's probably, I haven't heard anyone who went and saw the play who didn't enjoy it. So I, I've only, the only people I've heard complain about it are the people who have heard about it third hand or read the, the released book. So I don't know. Yeah. I think people are just generally I, grumpy um, when it comes to JK Rowling. People are just, <laughs> they don't, they grumpy. don't, they don't like that she that. has control of Harry Potter anymore. Like they're trying to George Lucas her and it's weird. Oh, I find yeah, that, that weird. I find that weird. Yes, I I noticed that as well. There's like, oh, J.K. Rowling just needs to stop like, like releasing what do you mean? stuff. No, this is her stop, stop writing universe, stuff, stop like, stuff. And it's like, what? No one told Tolkien he needed to stop working on like Silmarillion and stuff like that. Well, that's it's because there wasn't. Is like so wrapped up in fan fiction. <laughs> it's because there wasn't any like, social no. media back then. That's, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> A lot of people are like, oh, she's taking away our ability to make fan fiction by canonizing stuff that we're trying to, like, write about. It's all like, calm how, down. Like, who how cares? dare that? Yeah, well, yeah, like, I mean, that's cares? the thing. It's like, who who cares? It's fan fiction. She's the author. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I'm sorry. Like, like, she's worth more than you are. <laughs> yep. It's like, when it, when it comes to her writing, mm-hmm. that's yep. just the way it is. Yeah. Get over it. There's, like, there's, at a certain point, what you're really saying is you're a better writer than J.K. Rowling, and you're not. Sorry. And no, you're not. No, it's not going to happen. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. 
Look at so, what she's So done. I answered my own question. The sorting hat is sentient. Okay. Uh, the sorting hat is a sentient hat. Uh, uh, was it, is it, okay, was it a hat that was bestowed sentience? Yes. Okay, it wasn't like a person that be, that, that was transfigured so, into a so hat. The sorting I, hat originally belonged to Godric Gryffindor. Okay, well, okay. Mm. It was his hat. Uh, and when, uh, they made the decision that, A, what's gonna happen when we all die, basically, yeah. and we can't take sort the students yeah. into you know, where they're supposed to go, what's gonna make the decision for us? So they bestowed the hat with all of their intelligence. Like, with the- All with of their intelligence? With, well, not all of their intelligence. I mean, like, every person. Like, each they person- They each, like, imbued something Imbued within. intelligence into it. Huh. Uh, so that it would know- you know, the kind of students that are supposed to go to each house and be able to make decisions accordingly. So, the thing that I love about the sorting hat is, again, I was talking a couple of days ago about how there's this grounded reality to the Wizarding World that J.K. Rowling does. Yes. What I love about the sorting hat is it's basically the same concept as if we all have to choose teams so everybody puts na their names in a hat. And you get sorted into teams by ch picking your name out of the hat. <laughs> That's oh basically what it is, but it's yeah. a magical version of that. <laughs> right. Where the hat it is choosing where you're going. Yeah, yeah by reading your mind. Right. <laughs> I just, I love, I just, else. I love the sorting hat and I, I love the idea that they were like, what are we going to do when we're not alive? Well, I've got this hat. So <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's uh, imbue it with sentience. Yeah, right. Well, right. Instead of instead of being like, oh, I've got this hat, and we can just put all the students' names in a hat and pick it out <laughs> randomly. But this is the Wizarding World, so he's like, I've got this hat, so let's just imbue it with <laughs> sentience. Put thought into it. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> so that it can choose for us. It'll choose for us. Oh man. It's great. It says, it says the Sorting Hat is notorious for refusing to admit it has made a mistake in the sorting of a student. Huh. Yeah. On those occasions when Slytherins behave altruistically or selfishly, when Ravenclaws flunk all of their exams, when Hufflepuffs when Hufflepuffs prove lazy yet academically gifted, and when Gryffindors exhibit cowardice, huh. the hat steadfastly breaks its original uh, backs its original decision. And it's like, nope, I didn't. But but it says, uh, like, this is the choice I made. Like, yep, you bad. can't. We can't change it now. Like. Mm -hmm. But it says, uh, but it, remarkably, it has made very few errors huh. over the many centuries it has been at work. So has a student ever gotten to switch their house? Not that I'm aware of. It seems like that is not something that happens. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I Once you're there, you're there. You're done. Don't remember when we, where we talked about this, if this was on like one of the episodes, but like, what if... What if there's a, a class of first years and there's like no Slytherins that year or no Ravenclaws that year? Like the just lopsided sorting, like one house has more students and another I mean, one doesn't I guess have that could it. happen. I, I think, I don't think, I don't think you would ever, cause I mean, how many kids are here? 50? 50 maybe, year ones? Maybe. Well, but what if like 25 of them are. Like, I don't think it's going to be an assorted... I think that's entirely possible. But the idea that one house gets no children doesn't seem like probably not get no. Yeah, yeah. but I, I... Yeah, I don't know. I but don't they know might not have a Quidditch to... team that year. <laughs> <laughs>
Aw. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wrote a little bit about I wrote a little bit about the hat. The hat is voiced by an actor named Leslie Phillips. Um and he's done I was looking through his credits, he's done a ton also a ton of like TV stuff, a, a bunch that I don't recognize. Um, however, his top credits on IMDb are for his work as the Sorting Hat. Um, he was in the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie, and he was in Empire of the Sun. Oh, I remember that movie. I have not seen that movie. Hmm. But that was like his top three that were like mentioned on the IMDb page before you go into the depth of like all of his credits. Interesting. Um, yeah. I love that the hat doesn't even touch Draco's head. Mm-hmm. Like there's not even a moment of like consideration. Yeah, it's it's just like Slytherin. Like we know, like this is the case. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's selfish. He's a pure blood. Yeah. All of his, this his kid's bulk, a monster. Get him out of here. <laughs> both of his parents, Slytherin. both his parents and Belletrix are strange are all his aunt and are all yeah. Slytherin. So makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're a Slytherin too. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing with Ron Weasley. It's like, Oh, all of your, Oh, another Weasley. That's tomorrow. Oh, okay. I was, I went ahead of myself. Yeah. Sorry. But no, you're totally right. Yeah. Same thing. That's where you belong. Um, I, I'm, we don't get it at all, but like, I, I, they're the first appearance of Draco in the book is in Madame Malkin's shop. Ah, yes. And he talks about like, he asks Harry like, oh, do you know what house you're going to be in yet? Like, I'm certain I'll be in Slytherin. Uh, and then he says in my, it's my favorite. We've mentioned it before, but he, <laughs> he tells, he tells Harry, uh, not knowing who Harry is. He says, um, could you imagine being sorted into Hufflepuff? I think I just leave. <laughs> I just like that idea. Makes me so happy. Him just throwing his hands up like, nope, I'm out. I, I would love if the hat like barely touches his head and goes, Hufflepuff, and he's like, what? What? Wait till my father hears oh, about my this. My father will hear about this. And then he could just, he would just transfer to him to Ilvermorny or something. Yeah. He'll end up having to go to another school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like Durmstrang Draco? Oh, God. That's terrifying. That's, that I is know. very terrifying. Ugh, that Russian influence. Yeah. They're very, they're very, uh, like almost tough looking when mm-hmm. they come in in the in the in the fourth movie. Yeah, when they when they make their first appearance in the Great Hall, there's definitely like a. Uh, I don't. know, They have those staffs that they're beating on the floor that has sparks from it. Very... Bobatins is an all girls school. Is yeah. Durmstrang an all boys school? I don't know. It seemed like it. That's the I didn't remember seeing any girls from Durmstrang. It was all. I, I have. I actually have a lot of questions about that, but that's like three minutes. Then, so long yeah, from now. Boss, yeah. Then is there a French all boys school and a Russian all? And, and why no, weren't they allowed so to because... participate? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, uh, I'm confused. I, yeah, because there's definitely in the Pottermore extra stuff. She talks about like several other schools that exist. Yeah, why I bet. The... Well, we'll probably find out more about the French school system in the next Fantastic Beast because it takes place in Paris. Yeah, that's yes, what yes, I heard. That's true. So. Oh, maybe we'll get like a mention of Bo Batons. Maybe there, Almost maybe definitely. Bo Batons isn't an all-girls school. And we just... I remember them in the book saying it was Do they say it's school. an all-girls school? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. In that case, I don't listen to me. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you know. Because both, cause both um, Dur- Durmstrang and uh bow battens were both all the students were like it's really weird that you just have like boys and girls like hanging out together that's huh 
Yeah, yeah. yeah they were weirded out by the whole the whole thing of Hogwarts. Co- co-ed Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah co-ed Hogwarts. Like, that's, weird. <laughs> that's weird. Like what? They can't be trusted. Yeah. So then I I briefly mentioned it when we saw Draco a couple minutes ago, but uh, kind of reinforcing Harry's fear that he could be placed into Slytherin, that that he could he has a potential to go bad. Um, Ron tells him that. Every witch who went bad, every witch or wizard who went bad, uh, or no, not a witch or wizard who went bad wasn't in Slytherin or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a line that's actually in the book delivered by Hagrid, like after the Madame Malkins incident where he first meets Draco. Right. Um, what I think is really interesting about that concept is that if because because it's not. There isn't a Slytherin that didn't go bad. It is, there isn't a bad wizard who wasn't from Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. And and so wording it that way tells me that Voldemort was outnumbered by everyone else. So what was the big deal? Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. He he should have been outnumbered three to one, if that's the case. Hmm. Power outweighs numbers? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Was he just that strong? They're just more willing to go the the that step and use unbreakable curses and like right. truly like push people under his thumb, right? right. And sure. the, the other three won't. Yeah, yeah. There's like At lines all. that like they that the rest they don't cross. cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's they literally call it the dark side. Yeah, I think when um when Hagrid's telling the story in the Leaky Cauldron earlier after Harry asks who. He who must not be named is, and he says, like, he's been gathering followers to the dark side. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that was just... In the next minute, we see uh, Ron Weasley sorted. Do they show any others other than Susan Bones? They show... Well, Susan uh, Bones is going to get sorted now. Neville Longbottom getting sorted? I don't think we see Neville getting sorted. I think next minute, it's Ron and Harry, and then we're done. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, is there a minute period that shows uh, Neville getting sorted? Hmm. Not a montage? In... Is there a montage after Harry? No, I, I think... <laughs> Sorting hat montage. No, I think after Harry, uh, he sits down at the table with the Weasleys, and then I think we cut to the feast. Mm. Oh. I'm pretty sure. You're, you're definitely right with the whole, like, Hermione wanting to be Gryffindor. Like, in the Sorting mm-hmm. Hat wanted to putting her in Ravenclaw. Yeah. Uh, because she thought that'd be more of a challenge to bring out the courageousness in, in her in in herself. Mm. Uh but I read that Neville actually had like a little discussion with the uh, the sorting hat also because Neville wanted to be in yeah. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Because he's like, no, put me in somewhere safe and they're like, nope, too bad. You're gonna go in Gryffindor. Yeah. Because you're braver than you think. Yeah. Does how you said that the Sorting Hat has sentience and can, like, is sort of like a legilimens, but, like, does yeah, that extend beyond the knowledge of, like, it seems to almost have, like, a divination. Like, mm. it's choosing a house based on, like, the potential the character has, like, the right. student has. Maybe he uses everything. Maybe he uses all of that. Well, I was gonna ask, do you think that the, the, um, no, we don't have to talk about this, it's super heavy and off-minute, but, like, knowing the prophecy and, like, the potential for Neville to have been the chosen one 
and like oh. recognize like knowing who his parents are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, how much does a sorting hat can see in I don't know. sense? It's very interesting. And then it's also kind of depressing that if he is sentient, that the rest of the year he's just stuck on I, a shelf in the I was just going to say that. That is, that is the most horrifying part of the That's sorting depressing. hat being sentient. Right? And I'm like, oh, so you're it alive, so much but you time sit just like on the sitting shelf there. doing nothing. Well, I think it's, it's, there's, the headmaster's uh, room is full of, like, portraits of old headmasters that he can communicate with, and they're set. All the paintings are conceivably Then sentient. how really creepy is that? You're Dumbledore, you're somebody, going to your office, da-da-da, whatever, and then you hear voices from the well, yeah. other side. That's so creepy. And it's just like, oh, there's no one in my office, it's just these portraits and the sorting hat having the, a conversation. Yeah, I think in one of the movies, um, they're, like, pretending to sleep the portraits are pretending to Yeah, and he tells them to, like, go. Yeah. Like, leave. Go away. I don't know. That's so I feel weird. for that hat. Just sitting on a shelf all year long. So, let's just say you never want to have any portraits like that. You never want to have any portraits in your bedroom. No. If you're if you're nope. a married couple. Nope. Just, just no pictures in the bedroom. We'll have to talk about pictures and portraits and things with, like, Colin Creevy next year. Because there's, like, a difference between, Aww, like, snapshot photos. Like, like Harry's book... The, the photo album that he gets from Hagrid versus like the photo portraits in right. in in, in uh, Dumbledore's office mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like Harry can't talk to his you can't talk to the witch the witches and wizards cards you get from Chocolate yeah Frogs. yeah or the uh, the Daily Prophet yeah. pictures or yeah. whatever it's only the portraits mm-hmm. the fancy portraits I think there's a difference but I don't know what the difference is like where the line is for that oh we get Colin mm-hmm. Creepy yeah that's next year I know he's such a cute kid. Mm. annoying but he's a cute kid he tries he does poor thing so uh susan bones gets called up to be sorted and uh harry sees uh alan rickman like staring him down Mm -hmm. why why is quarrel sitting facing away from like turned around i know why what i know i know why he's doing it in in the context of like what it's setting up which is the well, yeah. beginning of next minute but i don't know what the hell he's doing he's just he's it looks like he's talking to someone yeah which is, is he, super creepy is he talking is he talking to Voldemort and he's right just, now sitting he, <laughs> right yeah, now? Yeah, and he's he's turned his head around so that no one can see him that he's talking to himself. Can, oh, that's creepy. Wait, but Snape should be able to like hear him. They're sitting right next to each other, right? Well, but, but he's, he's so like, weird. Uh, <laughs> he's just a weird guy. Yeah, it looks like he's talking to himself, and it's it's super bizarre. That's so weird. It looks like almost like he's talking to Snape. Like if you wanted to say that, but Snape is obviously not paying it's, attention. Yeah, to no, him, Snape is not listening whatsoever. at all. He's like, oh, 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 hell, that's that's James Potter's kid. Uh, all right, it's like just well, it's it's Lily's kid. He's True. he's 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 looking at his eyes. That's what's going on there. Yeah, that's oh. not. I don't think that's a dark look. I think that's he's, a oh, I was not prepared for this look. He's looking right into Harry's he's, eyes. He's yeah. he's he's feeling feelings. He's Aww. he's getting yeah. the feels right now. You don't Snape know. feels Snape right. feels exactly. Aw, aw, I love Snape. I do so much. Also, my one last note that I have for this minute is when Hermione gets Gryffindor and she's. 
happily and smugly hops down off of the, the, the stool. She goes and sits with the Weasleys and then you cut to Ron and he's just like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I just love he's, that face. It's like, why is she getting so chummy with my family? Like, yeah. Oh God. Well, I got to deal with this for seven years. Uh. Also, also at the table, uh, with the Weasleys a little further down, we have a couple more characters that we don't get named till later, but Oliver Wood and Lee Jordan are yep. sitting with the Weasleys, which I really like. I love Lee Jordan. Well, of course, because Wolfman. doesn't the twins play Quidditch? Yeah, and, and Lee Jordan's Oliver the commentator, is, and exactly. Oliver Wood is the... Yeah, exactly. 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 So they no, have reason, but... It's cool. But we don't know those reasons yet. No. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't, if no. you're a first time you would, yeah, viewer you wouldn't even of this movie, you'd have, yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and you're like, oh, this makes oh, sense. Oh, these kids have been invisible since they got off the train, basically. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. I think it's awesome. Work. Okay. Okay. I think that about wraps <laughs> it up for confused. minute 44. <laughs> look, at, so. look, at, look at Harry's confused look. <laughs> Why is this guy looking at me like this? Yeah. We'll, what? we'll get his reaction. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? what? Like, what? What? <laughs> Why are you gonna have his hands like up? That? Like, like what? Like, <laughs> what? what do you want from me? Do I have a booger? What? <laughs> Take a picture. It will last longer. Is there something <laughs> on my face? I was like, no. I was like, is there something on my face? Do I have food in my teeth? <laughs> They're still like Brady Bunch. They have beans like, like sticking, sticking out of his teeth. And, <laughs> and, 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 and. Is my is my hair doing that thing again? Oh yeah, it just like sticks up everywhere sometimes. <laughs> We don't get a lot of that in the in the no. But they describe it in the kind of like the wild all the time hair that's crazy hair, just like popping in different cowlicks different directions that you can't contain. Yeah, wild mess of hair. In general, they 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 really Hollywooded up everyone's hair. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Noah's hair looks that perfect uh, all the time. Chris Columbus, we didn't talk about this uh, on the train a couple weeks ago, but uh, in the director commentary, he talks about how they really wanted to make Hermione have like the very bushy sort of look yeah, yeah. that, a lot that of her hair. character does. And, and even that gets more glamorous as the movies go on. Um, yeah. Which which makes she sense. She's going to take care of it better, that's all. Yeah, like as you, yeah. as you grow, as, as like little girls will have like crazy hair, but then like as they grow older, they get really self-conscious and then start yeah like, over, like brushing their hair and getting hair straighteners and all that stuff so putting product mm-hmm. in it yeah exactly. exactly so it makes wizarding sense. hair products okay yeah. i wonder how that goes <laughs> that's a whole other discussion right oh magical uh, hair gel? no we talked about wizarding hair products a little bit when we talked with tim about the uh about the um the potter's wealth because I think that James Potter's dad created like a hair tonic. Oh, <laughs> that like quadrupled right. their wealth or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Hair tonics. Oh yeah. gosh, one of those uh, snake oil salesmen's. You know, <laughs> basically, <laughs> the the Potters were very financially like they were very smart business people for many generations. You know, snake oil salesmen in the old west—they were probably wizards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense, right? Yeah. Absolutely. They have their their weird wares that um, the Muggles think are absurd. They kind of ooh and awe at them yeah. and watch yeah, your yeah, demonstration yeah. and buy your stuff. Exactly. Right. How interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I, like I like that. that. I do like that idea. Okay, I think that just about wraps it up. Yep. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Scott, for being. Oh, oh, hey, no, actually, that's not no. 
I wanted to ask you about what house you're in, Scott. Since why don't we, why don't we save that for tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Oh yeah, this is a long minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll save that for tomorrow. Okay. Um, join us tomorrow. A little tease for that. We'll talk about Scott's house tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you can find us at duelinggenre.com and you can email us at contact at hpminute.com if you want to get in touch with us. Um, I think that's everything. All right. Mischief managed. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. <laughs> <laughs>